Welcome to the Planet on a Post-it Podcast. This is Naomi Tucker and I am your host and we are at episode five of the podcast and I'm very happy to be here. I would like to thank everyone for hanging in there, for liking the podcast, sharing with your friends, and most of all, listening. Um, It just really, really makes me happy when I see other people getting inspired by the podcast, sharing with their friends, and really just um, continuing to be a part of the community. So thank you so very much. If you have not liked the podcast or shared yet, definitely it's never too late. (laughs) So go ahead and try to do that um, if you can. Um, For those of you that are new to this podcast, you should know that um, there is a blog called planetonaposted.com where you can, that's really the hub of where all the information is. You can also go to the Facebook page, which has, um, I share a lot of fun things on the Facebook page about um, work-life balance and leadership, and then um, also some other posts as well. So if you're more of a Facebook person and would like to receive your updates from there, definitely like or follow the page. Um, And then finally, if you are one of those people on Twitter that just love to get updates from Twitter, um, you can definitely follow me there. Um, And I also share things there and have some candid, candid, random tweets as well. So that um, hopefully should be able to suffice those of you that love to be on Twitter. So um, again, just really appreciative of everyone that has um, followed, has liked and shared. And I am just excited to dig into this episode and um, get going. In this episode of the Planet on a Post-it podcast, we'll be talking about leading yourself and others to greater success. This episode is inspired by a book that I read back in August called Spark. The book is written by Angie Morgan, Courtney Lynch, and Sean Lynch, who are all a part of an organization called LeadStar. It's a consulting firm that focuses on corporate leadership, and this book is really about how Sparks, who are the doers, thinkers, innovators, and key influencers, are catalysts for personal and organizational change. In this episode, I want to provide you 10 tips that I had in order for you to lead yourself and others to greater success that are derived from um, my personal um, kind of revelations from this book. So the number one takeaway was what a spark was. Sparks are people who recognize that they don't have to accept what's given to them. They can do things differently. They can create change they would like to see. And their actions directly shape their future. And they make things better. So what I would like to ask you is, are you a spark? Are you someone that loves to innovate? Are you a doer? Are you a thinker? Are you a key influencer? If you are, then you are a spark. And that is exactly what this book is about. And if you feel as though you're not a spark, then perhaps there are some tips here that would be able to help you identify more with who sparks are so that you can start to move in the same direction. The second tip that I have is... You usually, as a leader, have to recognize a spark when you see them. How do you do that, Naomi? 
Well, you have to make sure that you can see if that person is a doer, is a thinker, is an innovator. But not only that, sometimes you have to drag out who those sparks are and create an environment where those sparks can truly shine and ignite. So making sure that you initiate conditions for the success, um, that you help them to mentor others, that you create opportunities for them to be innovative, and that you create opportunities for them to serve others. Or you catch them serving others, and that can get be your hint to let you know, hey, I have a spark on my hands. So usually sparks aren't people that are always the head of their team. Um, you know, just because people are kind of a leader as a title doesn't really mean that, you know, they are a spark. You can have awesome people that are contributing to your team that are sparks and they don't have to have, let's say, that title. So you have to be very careful of titles and have to really know how to zero in on somebody who's creating their path and charging the way. And when you see them, take hold of them and really nurture them. The third tip for leading yourself and others to greater success is really about your mindset. In I would just say that mindset is very important. You want to make sure that you know the difference as a leader between unconscious and conscious choices. You want to make sure that you are aware of valid limitations or self-imposed. And then you want to make sure you understand what's real versus perceived. So for example, sometimes as a leader, you have many situations that might come to your plate that you have to really decipher or sort through all of the all of the drama. I had a particular situation that happened to me as a leader where one of my team members came up to me and was very, very overwhelmed with what she had on her plate. She was a mess and she was crying and she just did not really, she could not see through what was on her desk because she didn't know how to handle it and she felt overwhelmed. So when I looked at it, I was just, you know, if I looked at what was perceived, I would think that, hey, she really is overwhelmed. But when I started to dig deeper, it real, I realized that she actually had the same workload as other people. And um, there might have been something else to the story, not necessarily what she was going through. So as we began to peel back the layers, we realized that her organization was something that really needed to be tapped into. And after we were able to figure out how she should be organized and prioritize herself, she really could handle the things that were on our desk. And now she can handle the same amount of workload as the other the other people on the team. So Again, it's just really as a leader, making sure that your mindset is there, because sometimes when people come to you with that drama, it's easy for you to say, oh, my gosh, you know, let me help you or, oh, my gosh, she's, you know, going crazy, whatever it is. But if you can just put your ego aside, put your emotions aside and really try to perceive what's real and you can make a conscious choice to be able to help that person. So really That number three takeaway is that your mindset is really important. 
So tip number four is really allowing the space for your values to grow by. So that really means to um, allow your values, allow yourself to explore values, to validate your values, to align, and to test your values. And not only yourself, this is something that if you are mentoring another spark, that you should have them do as well. And so how does that look? Sometimes our values as we get older, they do change. Your values that you had when you were five years old in kindergartens are really different than values that you probably have as a 40-something adult. But needless to say, our values change, and sometimes two values have to, I guess, uh, kind of measure up against each other, and you have to sometimes pick what's most important. How you do that is going through different situations that allow you to validate what your values are. And after you validate them, you can align again uh, before you go through another probably testing period of your value. It's just really important for Sparks and for leaders to be able to test their value in the workspace. Uh, You need to be able to um, kind of show the foundation um, that you have and other people have to be able to trust you. And what a better way to trust someone is to know that they will make choices that uphold their value every single time. My number five tip is really talking a little bit more about the values and how you connect with your values. Um, Sometimes we have to remember as event professionals that um, we have to basically ask ourselves, what are the values that we want to align with in our career? And one of the stories that really popped out to me in this book called Spark is a story that resolved around Sean Lynch, in which Sean really um, had to make a choice between something he loved and something he loved more. Um, Sean loved the Air Force. He loved it very, very much. He got married, had a son, and basically his son began to have respiratory challenges. And his physician basically told them that they had to move to a different location in order for his son to be able to thrive. It was something that Sean really did not want to do because his location on the Air Force, that was like the only place that he could be um, with his particular role on the Air Force. Well, in aligning his values, he decided to be with his son and he decided to move. And when he did move, he got a job at Delta, which he loved very, very much. But sometimes our lives put us in a position where we have to make that choice. And so it makes you ask yourself, what are the choices? If you're currently in a job that really is um, taxing, are you doing really what you want? Are you Are you exchanging one value for another? And are you living out your best life and your best value? So that's something that you probably should ask yourself. Number six tip is connecting with other sparks. And when you connect with other sparks, you you ignite. So, for example, if you are a doer, an innovator, and someone that basically charges your own path, What's better? What's better is 
another person who's actually doing the same thing. So no one achieves lasting success on their own. And as humans, we all crave community. So you're, you should never really be alone when you're trying to do this, do this spark thing. And when you do have two sparks, you can ignite and it can be very powerful. So we need other sparks around us to leverage all of our collective intelligence and wisdom and apply it to our lives. So if you see another spark, you see another person out there, the idea is to get them on, get them and keep them and nurture them. You know, there are some organizations out there that just are made up of these these sparks, these type of people. And I feel like I'm fortunate enough to actually work at a location at meetings and incentives worldwide where that happens. And it, it literally is everybody that walks in the door are, are sparks. They're doers, they're innovators, they have that entrepreneurial spirit. And because of that, the company is amazing. And it's just fantastic. So there are organizations out there that, there that do nothing but look for sparks. And if you're an entrepreneur or if you're growing your own business, really, this is something that you want to be looking for when you're building your building your organization. Number seven tip is about disengagement. Some people really drive compliance so much so that you lower your performance because your team members don't feel valued or empowered. So the tip is that there is the slippery slope to disengagement. So you always want to make sure that you're sharing the what and the how when you're leading your team. And you always want to make sure that you're empowering them. Um, if they don't feel empowered and they don't feel in part of your process, then they don't have a passion for it and they feel a little bit disconnected and a little bit disengaged. So as a leader, and when you're leading yourself and when you're leading others, you want to make sure that you're looping everyone in, that you're showing them how, you're showing them the way, that they're a part of it, that they're engaged, that they're inspired, and then, that, and then just let them go and do, and do what they need to do. Number eight takeaway or number eight tip is acting with intention. Um, this is something that I feel in our not just our workplace lives but in our personal lives you you probably want to make sure that you're acting with intention everything that you do has to be intentional um every decision that you make every thought that you have has to be intentional and sometimes you need to slow down in order to do that we we sometimes are i don't know i guess working too fast and um doing things so quickly that we are doing them unconsciously and we don't realize that um, if you could have slowed down and make a different decision, you probably would have made a different <laughs> different decision. So, um, so yeah, I just feel like if you slow down, gain clarity, um, then you can basically truly use the best of what your time and talents can offer. So, um, Respect the success that that breeds that breeds stress. Um, so slow down. Burnout is real. Pick your battles. Pay attention to the signs, and really just make sure that you're acting with intention. Number nine takeaway is be of service. Serve first. So 
one one takeaway that I did get is don't ask people for support or assistance or don't let people ask you for support or, or assistance, excuse me. Just serve first. Be of service first. When leaders step up and bring service to the teams, they're a part of the impact and the level of camaraderie these teams experience is transformative. So serve first. And when you serve first, you might see something happen that you didn't expect to see, something good. So um, make sure you do that. And they did share Maslow's period pure pyramid in the book. And if those of you that have not seen Maslow's pyramid, it's kind of like, um, it's a pyramid, but it's divided up with different sections all going towards the top. The bottom layer is physiological. The second layer is safety. The third layer is love and belonging. Fourth layer is esteem. And the fifth layer in the very top of the pyramid is self-actualization. And so basically what that means is that in order for people to self-actualize and be their best self is that they have to have all of those other layers basically taken care of. And this kind of goes back sometimes to, you know, little children, um, you know, in order for them to like really kind of be all that they can be. They need to feel like their basic needs are taken care of, that they're loved, that they're esteemed before they can can really self-actualize. And I feel like that is also when we are, as leaders, take a look at our teams, that we want to make sure that our teams are taken care of. If you have someone on your team that's literally struggling, going through something at home, maybe you should help that situation, um, get 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 together and help that situation so that person can really feel safe or that person um, can feel the love that they need in order for them to do what they need to do um, at work. So it's, it's just a thought, but I think it's a really great thought um, to have because sometimes at work things suffer and they suffer because something's happening personally that... Um, you feel like you're not allowed to bring into work, but it really affects you. And I feel like as a leader, if you're leading others, it's important for us to know what those things are, tap into the personal side. I, we, we do know that work's going to get done, but it's, it's, it's probably better if um, you tend to the person that you're leading and making sure that they're okay so that they can become a better, a better person for you and for your team. So finally, the number 10 tip is about confidence and consistency. Confidence really is an emotion and we can control it. I don't, I don't know if you all thought that confidence was an emotion, but it is. We can control that. We can turn it on and turn it off. So the next time you walk in a room and you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do this, realize that that's an emotion and you can turn that around. So, um, you need to be able to develop positive self-appraisals, surround yourself with positive role models, and manage the confidence-killing emotions. So like I mentioned, going into a room of people and you're networking, and if you're having an attitude like, oh my gosh, nobody's going to want to meet me, or I'm wearing the wrong dress, or you know, people are looking at my hair, that's really a confidence-killing emotion. And probably the only person thinking about that is you. So you might want to try to manage that and to develop positive self-appraisals so that you can um, 
have that confidence and you're controlling what's going through your thoughts and your mind. Another thing that I thought that was really interesting is you need to be cautious about who you let influence your positive, important opinion about yourself. Be cautious about the people that you surround yourself with. Um, make sure that they are individuals that have positive, positive, their positive role models for you. Um, if you're surrounding yourself with someone that's constantly not telling you good things, then you might want to separate yourself from that and, and find someone else that's able to uplift you. So um, I know that sometimes can be hard because sometimes people feel like, oh, that person is really, really good at what they do and I want to hang, hang out with them or I want to learn from them. But it doesn't matter really if that person is very condescending or if that person is really downright mean. You might as well find somebody else. So that's just my two, my two cents on that. So and then the next thing is really consistency and busyness aren't the same thing. So they're, they're, they're incompatible. So if you're overworked, stressed, and clearly not performing your best, then you're, then you're not being consistent. So consistency is what you need. So um, if you are looking to design your workspace, you want to design it where you're consistent about what you do always because that is what's going to continue to get you further instead of just being busy all the time because when you're busy you're not performing at your best and if you're leading people in busy you're still not performing at your best and if other people that you're leading are busy then they're not their best so we just need to make sure that we're being consistent so that we can basically knock all those projects out that we need to do and do better and be innovative and have the space to be able to move the needle on anything that we're working at. So those were my 10 tips for leading yourself and others to greater success. And again, like I said, I really enjoyed the book Spark by Angie Morgan, Courtney Lynch and Sean Lynch. If you wanted to go ahead and pick up that book and read it, I definitely would recommend that you do so. If you want to hear my um, kind of my takeaways firsthand on the book, I do have um, my book club that I shared those takeaways with and had some good discussion with some um, of our community on the Facebook page. I will go ahead and hyperlink that for you so that you can go ahead and um, take a look at that. Um, but definitely pick that up. We will be having another book club selection that will be announced shortly um, that we'll jump into here in the fall season. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing what that book will be. I'll definitely, hopefully by the next podcast, I'll have that and be able to share that with you. But I'm just going to encourage you in advance to be a part of these um, book clubs. They are definitely fulfilling and they, de- they, they are probably what you need in order to um, get some little good pieces of information on how to be a better leader, how to be more productive, and really just try to get some of that balance in your life. They're really, um, they're really great, and they have been great experiences so far for those that have have been a part of them. So I really just welcome you into that book club community, and um, ask for you to go ahead and pick up the book once it's announced. And like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, would love it if you were to go ahead and 
like this podcast. If you are on Anchor, um, definitely like it. Make it a part of the podcast that you listen to. Um, If you want to send a message um, in response to this podcast episode, maybe something resonated with you and you want to share that with me, leave me a voicemail message. If there's any questions that you would like for me to ask, um, answer for you, make sure to leave a voicemail and I can get those and um, maybe we can play some of those and I'll answer those um, in maybe a question and answer podcast. So definitely take advantage of that. Um, Share with your friends, um, subscribe to the blog, and we just really look forward to building community with you and kind of learning from you. So until next time, I really just hope that you have really good days and I look forward to talking or sharing with you soon. Cheers.